Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tanginess and slander is all but a guarantee here on the early line on a Thursday morning right here on Sports Credit. Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wrightside. Game number three of the NBA Finals is in the books. The Celts are up 2-1, but Donnie, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. The one thing I did have right last night was those Boston Celtics at a minus three and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They came up big, played well, and as I told you guys all along, there's no wish-wash over here with DRS. Before the series started, who's going to win? I'll let you know after game one. It was the Boston Celtics. I told you yesterday, whoever's going to win game three, which I told you be the Boston Celtics, will win this series. Now, granted, if Golden State comes back, wins game four, I'll tell you, pivotal game five, that's who's going to win the series. But right now, sitting pretty. Everything I touch here is absolutely correct, K-Dub. Yeah, Donnie is uh, really, really on quite the march here uh, with his picks to win this series. Mm -hmm. So far, though, things uh, are are working out for him. But let's waste no time. The Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, Boston, a three and a half point home favorite win 116 to 110. As we've talked about here, if you like a team to win, you should like them to cover. This, though, was not smooth sailing the entire way. A 12-point halftime lead for the Celtics looked like they were in complete control. Caught once again a third-quarter haymaker, it felt like, from the Warriors. Golden State took a second-half lead. A slight margin going into the fourth. The Warriors, 11 fourth-quarter points. The Boston Celtics on the defensive side of the basketball answering the bell, Donnie. This game only slightly going over because there were only 34 fourth-quarter total points scored. The Celtics get it done on both sides of the ball and take a big 2-1 lead. Yeah, I thought it would say under the total. Almost did there, and obviously a ridiculously low-scoring fourth quarter. But sometimes mm-hmm. we have to rework our minds on what a blowout actually is. You look at the final score, 116-100, another blowout in the NBA. But was it really? Like a two-point game, basically, entering into the fourth quarter at this point where the Celtics put them away. It was enjoyable basketball, saying, man, we're actually going to get a close to the finish. But that wasn't the case. The close to the finish was the Boston Celtics playing absolutely stellar defense down the stretch and taking that 2-1 lead. Yeah, listen, again, I'm not here for the blowout discourse. As Donnie said, four-point game going into uh, the yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, listen, oh, fine, you, you missed out on the final two and a half minutes uh, because the Warriors pulled their guys. This was a really, really fun game. As someone that, who did pick the Celtics 
pre-series and intends to stick I don't to know that, about though. That. Everything went right mm. here in my eyes for the Boston South. Like, better than I could have imagined. We'll expand on that quite a bit. We'll also talk about the finals MVP odds. There's a couple of interesting notes. Tatum is the favorite at plus 115. Steph, as you would anticipate, your second choice at plus 190. And then Jalen Brown seems to be in the mix at plus 340. But the other piece of news here, Donnie, that is really important was Steph was banged up at the end of that game. They've talked to him. They said they don't think he's going to be missing game number four, but it seems like we can already pencil him in to not be at 100% on Friday's game. Yeah, this is an interesting one to follow because it's almost coming out like this is the same sort of injury or you know, like going to the floor where somebody landed on me that caused me to miss games. And he's saying, well, I'm going to be back for game four, but yet hobbling up to the press conference, hobbling away from the press conference. Hopefully I get 48 hours of rest here. This is not a good sign here. When you have an absolute must-win game, different scenario, Kevin, 116-100 Golden State, right? But it's not. Radio audience is live with us on a Thursday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here. Steph banged up late in that game against the Boston Celtics. We'll talk about the impact that that might just have on the series and the way it is impacting the odds overall to win this series. We'll also get to some NFL headlines here. Uh, this one, though, is right up Donnie's alley as the Rams uh, just keep finding money. And this time they extend Cooper Cup. You know, there's a clip that goes viral yesterday, Donnie, uh, of Andrew Brandt talking on the Pat McAfee show, which you can catch here on this network, about how if you have cash, you can ultimately avoid the salary cap. And that, for some people, debunked the salary cap is is fake method. No, I feel like that all but confirmed it. The Rams once again find money to keep the Super Bowl core intact. Yeah, all these executives that come out of the woodwork. Now, those are cap, and here's how they're getting it. What, what do you mean? Well, hold on. There's a salary cap. What do you mean we're getting around the salary cap? That should mean that there is no salary cap in football. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying it in marching orders for years. If you have an owner that wants to put out cash up front, you can do it. Oh, if, if Kevin, eventually they're going to pay for When? In six years when they're rebuilding anyway, when their veterans get older, and they say, ha ha, the cap finally caught up to them. No, or they didn't want to sign Aaron Donald because he was 41 years old at that point. Stop the madness here. If you have an owner that wants to lay out cash, you are going to be able to pay whoever you want, whatever you want, and never catch up to the cap. I also like that we just saw the Broncos sell for $4.65 billion, and I'm supposed to hear that some owners are struggling for cash. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not here for that. We'll talk about Baker being excused from camp and Lamar expected to be at camp, but we'll also expand on some interesting notes in Major League Baseball. Uh, look, the Philadelphia Phillies, what more can you say? You squeak one by the Brewers, and you, you carry that momentum over into a 10 nothing absolute mm. shellacking of that team, Donnie. Phillies right now are piping hot. Getting bullpen, getting starting pitching, and getting hitting. Watch out for the Phillies. We're only a few days away from a six-game losing streak, as we know Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Angels have lost 14 in a row. They tried to break a losing streak by having everybody walk up to Nickelback. One of the worst ideas you will ever <laughs> see. They will. They deserve to lose out. I mean, it wouldn't embarrass them. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Finals take center stage as we have three games through a 2-1 Boston Celtics lead. The Celtics go up 116-100. to And the Celtics sent the tempo early here in game number three. They won the first quarter by 11, a 12-point halftime lead. And it looked like this group might just be in the driver's seat from start to finish. The Warriors made their run. The Warriors had a second-half lead and still lost this game by 16. Look, and I know Donning's going to do this, so I won't step on his toes here. Yeah. Look at some of these box score results, and you, if you're a Warriors backer, this is very, very bad. DRS and I had a bit of a debate about who needed this game more. Before it started, the answer was Boston for me. As the game carried on, it was even, if not leaning towards Golden State's direction. As somebody that picked the Celtics to win this series, I feel better than I could have imagined, Donnie, coming out of this game. There are aspects of that that I'll be able to expand on, but I want to toss it your direction. What did you make of Boston winning game number three? Because uh, I thought Boston would win game number three. I took them at the minus three and a half. I was confident and said, you know, they're coming home. It's going to be a tough crowd. I do think they're going to play well, and they did. But having said that, we talked yesterday on Moneyline, and I thought there might have been a referendum here on Clay Thompson. And I told you, if we look at the points total here for his points prop at the FanDuel Sportsbook yesterday, it was 18 and a half. And I said, Kevin, what do you think about this? Like, if Clay Thompson goes over that 18 and a half, mm-hmm. there's probably a really good chance that the Golden State Warriors is going to win. Like, it almost came down to that was the correlation. If Clay plays well, gets around 20 points, they should be able to win this game. Clay Thompson gets 25. So then, if I would have told you before the game, okay, Clay's going to get his 25. Well, maybe Steph had an off night. Steph got 31. And then you say, okay, you usually need three guys to step up here, particularly starters. And you're going to get Wiggins at 18, which I believe went over his points prop as well. And you almost lost by 20 points in this game. This was as as devastating a loss as you could possibly have for the Golden State Warriors. Because if you ask them, hey, we shot 86% from the free throw line. Much better than the Celtics did. On par from three-point range and on par from your regular shooting percentage in a game. 
And again, you almost lost by 20 points in this one. So when you try to rebound for game four, to be, hey, I got to step up or do this, Draymond had two points. It's almost like that's what we expect now. So, hey, Draymond needs to step his game up. No, what do you mean? Get six points. That would be amazing for Draymond Green to get at this point here. But just looking from a Golden State perspective, no way, shape, or form would I have thought they would have lost this game with 25 from Clay, 31 from Steph, and 18 from Wiggins. And they got smoked. Incredible. Here's the thing. You start to line up some of the box score nuggets there, right? Well, Golden State bench didn't show up. They only got 18 points. Boston got 20 points from their bench. Well, I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were, were just in, on another planet in this game. Clay and Steph outscored Jalen and Jason. Well, Marcus Smart's 24. How do you match that? I mean, Wiggins gave you 18. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge gap. They lost by 16 points in this basketball game. It's because the Celtics are better. Oh, oh I, Listen, relatively early on in this postseason, it came on here and said, look, I have Miami winning the title. If they lose, I know for a fact I'm going to be picking the team that comes out of the Eastern Conference to win the title. The East is better. And that while people were, ah, oh, man, look at it. Nobody in the East can score. Donnie, do the Boston Celtics not look like on the offensive side of the ball, they have more freedom than ever? 68 points in the first half, Donnie. I mean, they scored 116 and 120 in two of the three games. Yeah, I know they had a down game. You expect down games from Boston. Their series average, though, from a scoring perspective, is still absolutely fantastic. And what the Celtics are doing feels sustainable. Donnie, they shot it at under 40% from three in this basketball game. This is Jason Tatum is still not out here playing unbelievable basketball. Like, listen, this guy is 6 of 14 from two in this game. It's still, we have still not seen a banner Jason Tatum scoring performance. The, the, the truth of the matter is, while Steph Curry has been great, Clay is inconsistent. Jordan Poole's one of the most overrated players in the NBA. Wiggins is, I mean, again, one of the worst all-star starters you will ever see in your life. And Draymond Green, on the offensive side of the basketball, offers you up zero performances more often than not. I mean, Donnie, two points, four rebounds, three assists. You got to be kidding me. I mean, this guy had more fouls than points plus assists. We talked about that points plus rebounds plus assist prop, Donnie. It was 21 and a half. If I told you, Donnie, that he went out there and gave you two, four, three on one of four shooting, you would have said what? I ah, did get thrown out in the first half. Kevin was, was right to warn everybody. He played 35 minutes, Donnie, and that's what he gave them. And the thing about that Draymond performance is you're not going to tell me, well, listen, we know that won't happen again. Do we? Do we know that Draymond won't go out there and tally up an impressive nine total points plus rebounds plus assists? I don't know that that's going to happen, Donnie. Comfortably outplayed by Robert Williams and Al Horford in this basketball game. And we take a look at yesterday and say to ourselves, so saying, like, how can he, Draymond Green's got to have a lot of energy in this game, right? As long as he doesn't get thrown out, he probably has that edge of the professional athletes have. Oh, you're going to doubt me. Watch me go out. And not to say Draymond's going to drop 20 points, but who is going to put against, okay, in a pivotal game, 
12 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists, a plus 15, and the Golden State Warriors win, and Draymond takes the mic after the press conference and says, hey, you know what, this is what we do, this is what I expected to do, come out, now we're going to go ahead and try to win Game 4 and take it back and clinch the series in Game 5 back in Golden State. But he gave you two points here. His, over, his points probably, I said, what, 8.5 plus juice, 7.5 at some times in the afternoon? Ridiculousness. And also, how about this, that we're laughing at going, how is this possible? And also, for the game itself. Double doubles. Now we're saying I mean one guy, two guys. Mm. Give us a prop where two guys get not a single player got a double double in a 116, 110 game. And we also laughed at Draymond Green four to one to get a double double. He said, hold on, Draymond, just get 10 points and 10 rebounds. Is that what you're supposed to do? We used to be able to pencil you in for that each and every night. What happened to those days here? Like Draymond is a constant under now, and I can't figure out how he went from okay, I'll shoot three point shots and extend the offense to I don't want the basketball anymore. Let me be Dennis Rodman without the rebounds. When did this happen? I, here's the thing with Draymond. I don't know if people remember, but when the Warriors were the Warriors, before they called Kevin Durant to save them from the King, game number seven, Donnie, right? When the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead. Draymond Green, listen to this stat line. 32 points, 6 of 8 from 3, 15 rebounds, Nine assists. Donnie, it's going to take Draymond the entire series to match those numbers. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's it's just, it's not even remotely the same guy it feels like that we're watching here. He, Donnie, do you know how many threes Draymond has made during this postseason? I mean, he made four in the Denver series, zero in the Memphis series, two versus Dallas, and so far, not a single one here against the Boston Celtics. Like, it, and here's the other thing as well. People think that Draymond is bad because he's podcasting. I'm telling you that has nothing to do with it. He's bad because he's bad, okay? It's not that in the middle of the game, Draymond's out there thinking about how he can spin and break down a Derek White closeout. That's not why Draymond's struggling. This is what Draymond's been doing. Donnie, he averaged seven and a half points per game in the regular season. Draymond goes out there on the offensive side of the basketball, and it's a, it's a whole entire different level beyond not looking to score. It's catch, like, you know, fundamentals, right? DRS, triple threat position. He is uh-huh. out there in double threat position. He is not even remotely considering trying to score the basketball. It's an, he's a zero factor, and it's making things easier on the Boston Celtics. There's a lot of things right now that feel easy kind of on the Boston Celtics. We will expand on that as they have a 2-1 series lead over the Golden State Warriors. We'll get you that updated series right as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. games in the Celts with a 2-1 series lead and here's the updated series price the Boston Celtics minus 230 huge number higher than I would have expected had you just told me Boston wins this game final score 116 to 100 but the way this game played out I totally agree with the price I totally agree with the price and there are a couple of reasons why Donnie right one Nothing about that Celtics performance to me screams anomaly, no way you can repeat it. Now, there are certain specifics that might not carry over. Jalen Brown's 20-plus in the first half, right? I understand that Jalen Brown can maybe come back to the pack a little bit there. But as a team, 48% from the field and 37% from three, those aren't we're at home, nobody can miss shooting splits that sometimes you would anticipate from a team like the Celtics. That performance can still be in their back pocket overall. And again, at some point, Jason Tatum has to be able to have a game where he shoots it well from two. Klay Thompson and Steph Curry combined for 11 made three-point shots. Klay is really not out there. If you go through these Klay bots, Clay has not been able to go out there and give you consistent 20-plus performances during this postseason. So you'd expect a drop-off from Clay. And here's the other thing. Unless you believe in your heart that Steph is going to just play zero bad games in this series, I think that bad game is coming up next. And that was before we saw him leave injured. Steph has had one game so far in each series during this postseason where he should it at under 40% from the field. I think it has been made abundantly clear, Donnie, that the Golden State Warriors have a 0% chance to beat this Boston Celtics team during a bad Steph Curry game. As somebody, again, that picked the Celts to win this series, I'm expecting them to be up 3-1. I think the way this played out for them, they are firmly, firmly in the driver's seat, and I think that minus 230 price is very justified. It is justified, but if we would have said before the game, okay, Boston's going to win this one, forget the outcome of the game or whatever happened, I probably would have thought maybe that 180, 190, as high Mm -hmm. as minus 200 would have been appropriate. But the way this game played out, you have to put in your back pocket because you're saying to yourself, all right, well, what happened in the fourth quarter? Ah, It just wasn't their night for Golden State. Steph was good. Clay was good. Wiggins was good. No injuries, no wear and tear. Let's see what they can do in game four. Ah, but... You see the way that game ended there with Steph Curry being a little bit ginger on that leg, and maybe it's a reoccurring injury from what he already had in the season. If Steph is not 100%, that spells doom for the Golden State Warriors because there is no luxury. When we talk about the playoffs with injuries and having some luxury, right? Remember when the Miami Heat went on the road to play the Atlanta Hawks up in the series, Jimmy Butler, I'm inflamed. They, let's not press it. We're a better team than this, than the team that we're playing. We're going to win with Jimmy or not. 
You can't do that down 2-1 in the series. You can't say, oh, Steph, let's give him an extra, I don't know, 72 hours rest here before game five, or yes, game five, and be down 3-1 to one and say, well, a healthy Steph over the final three games we need to sweep is more important. No, you need everything you have on the court for game four. You can't go down 3-1 in the series and expect to beat the Celtics. So that 230 price at the FanDuel Sportsbook is now popping up. I think it's exactly correct, and quite frankly, it might be a little bit light here. If you have Steph Curry missing shoot-around or practice today, showing up with that questionable tag, we know that sometimes NBA performers, you can mask some of the pain, you can grit it out. This is going to be the NBA Finals, and you want to play, don't get me wrong. But if Steph is not 100% where you're right, Steph gives me 19, you're getting blown out in Game 4, and that's going to be the series. And here's the, the thing, right? When you picked a team to win, right, a series, and in a certain amount of games, it's very be like, how do you see the series playing out game to game to game, right? Now, I would have said I thought Boston had a chance at 3-1, but I didn't think that was necessary. I now think, Donnie, they need to go up 3-1, the Boston Celtics, and I think they will. We'll preview tomorrow's game tomorrow in full, but I am more confident in Boston winning game four than I really would have anticipated here. And that's why that 230 is justified. Because I'll tell you this right now. If Golden State takes game four, this gets a, this get. I'm not going to feel super comfortable on Boston. I know they've not lost back-to-back games. You do not need to put yourself in a spot where you have to win multiple times in Golden State. And here's the thing, DRS, right? This number sits at a four right now. Yeah. How can this number move with the Steph Curry injury news, to put this into perspective for people, because Steph didn't put this into perspective for us, he said that that foot injury felt similar, though not as severe, to when he suffered it against Boston during the regular season. Maybe you don't know what that fully means. That was the last regular season game that Steph Curry played. He missed a month of basketball until he played game number one. Remember, Don, he was questionable came off of the bench, didn't start until the closeout game against Denver or game number four against Denver. It was one of the two that he did not start until that point in time. And now he said it's not as severe. Okay, that's fine. But does that severity cost you a month of basketball? Steph will play game four, DRS. I don't see him anywhere near as close. I think that four maybe should be closer to five and a half. And I think the Steph Curry points prop is going to be a little bit adjusted. There you go. 28 and a half, probably a little bit lower, right, Donnie? Nope. How about this? I just bet right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook as we're live because I was flipping around, and as you said, the good part about this is typically we don't get player props points until game day, right? Not in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. They're up already. Kevin, he's 29 wow. and a half. That means that's his normal, let's go, let's get after it, and nothing is wrong with me. So I just took the under. It's priced at 116 here at 29 and a half. Now, that could change. Steph Curry could show up to practice today. I feel perfect. I feel great. But this is priced upon him being at the top of his game and ready to go. If he's 75% or even 90%, I feel like I'm getting value on that 29 and a half because him to get 30 points, Sure, he can absolutely do that. But even if he's healthy and a little bit off, he scores 27, 28 points, you still cash that. How about if he's like, you know what? This is really bothering me. And you know it right from the jump here. I took the under 29 hit because for me, and when you gamble and you handicap, you say to yourself, Kevin, what's more likely to happen with this price point here? It to go to 31 and a half or it to drop to 26 and a half. It's probably more likely to drop to 26 and a half based on information. So just on that alone with what we're talking about here, just spitballing it around. I took the under on Steph Curry, 29 and a half. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. That that number is more likely to go down. I actually think too. You want to if you really want to kind of like push forward a little bit there. I bet you that if this starts to get Boston blowout territory, Carr has a short leash on Steph and says, "Look, I'm not wasting mm-hmm. you and making you play 40 minutes in a, in a blowout time." But let me go even a step further. I'd be playing under on that if Steph Curry left and said, "My feet have never felt better in the history of my career." <laughs> Donnie, 30 plus, 30 plus yeah. every single game against this Boston defense does not make as much. Does not like that should not be. Again, the defensive yeah. player of the year. First time it was a guard since Gary Payton. You got to stop this guy. I mean, you, you can't have him making six threes every single game of this series. You can't. You have to be able to step up here if you're Marcus Smart and put this guy in a difficult position. To compare that with the injury, it's a great find by you. I didn't think we'd be betting game number four during this yeah. series, but it, <laughs> but it makes all the sense in the world Let's carry this to the finals MVP odds. Well, hour number two, we're going to reset other aspects. I mean, look, we could do finals for two hours. We, we, we really could. It was that kind of a game. But there's so much happening, of course, in the sports world. Don, the NBA finals MVP price. Tatum's plus 115. Steph's plus 190. Jalen Brown's plus 340. Look, the, the, the long and short of the Steph thing is he should just be whatever the Warriors number is. Nobody else has a chance to take this in the terms of the Golden State perspective. That Jalen Brown number is begging you to bet it, though, isn't it? It's, I mean... The Tatum-Jalen Brown gap, what we've seen on the court, is not indicative of what we're seeing right now based on these numbers. Do you, if you, what do you think of these prices here, Don? The Jalen Brown number just feels like such a discount. It does feel like such a discount, a plus 340 at this point, but also under the notion of best player on the best team, even if it's not the best player technically in the finals, what are we waiting for for Jason Tatum? That one game, Kevin, 39 points, right? And even though you would say, like, well, wait a second, you know, we just watched, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the series and maybe it goes, let's just say it goes six games. Jalen Brown actually has a better scoring average and rebounding average than Jason Tatum. But you like that one game where Tatum hits that 39 point marker just seems to tilt yeah. it over. Or how about in a closeout game, right? Where it's like, hey, Jalen Brown has really play, outplayed Tatum the whole series, but we get to game six at home in Boston and then Tatum does one of those 44 point efforts. And so even though that 44 point effort, you still had better statistics from Jalen Brown. That's the only thing I worry about here because as as we know, we like to give it to the best player. It's pretty clear that Tatum's the best player, even if he doesn't have the best overall series statistically. So that's the only thing that gives me pause. But you're right. If you're looking at two guys at plus money here, Tatum and Brown, 340 seems like a pretty good price point because at the same time, maybe Brown can get that 35-point effort in game four here and Tatum drops like 26 points. Then you're really in command and in the driver's seat. Now, I know how I set that up. So you would think, to be, oh, man, so Kevin thinks Jalen Brown's the best. No, he's not. Jalen Brown does not offer up the consistency that is needed yeah. for him to take this off of Tatum. And again, now maybe it's stubborn, but at some point, Jason Tatum is going to be able to shoot Donnie, I don't know, 50% on his on his two-point shots at, 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 in one of these games. If Tatum goes out there and gives you 30-plus, and this is 3-1 going to, back to Golden State, Tatum is going to be a minus-money favorite to win this award. That's kind of what I'm expecting in this next game here. Here's the other big edge for Jason Tatum. It's the assist market right now. 8.3 assists per game for Jason Tatum. The points gap is actually not that big between Brown and Tatum overall for the series because of how bad Jalen Brown was in game number two. It's only a .7 gap right now. If you want to take it from the totality of it all, Jalen Brown's only scored two more points than Jason Tatum. 
Jason Tatum with 12 more assists, almost doubling Jalen Brown's output in that market. I think that's going to be the swing factor here. That, and I think Tatum, again, climbs the ladder in one of these games. All right, I think we're going to pause the NBA, maybe mention a little bit more, get some NFL headlines. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. reset those odds for the NBA championship the the spread the you know correct score all of that I want to ask and bring up though what is one of the bigger kind of topics of conversation right we very loosely hit on you know Draymond the podcaster again I don't think Draymond's struggling because he went and recorded a game three podcast I think Draymond's struggling because Draymond (laughs) is struggling but there was another big uh topic Donnie at the post-game press conference which was the Boston crowd. Now, the hypocrisy from Golden State <laughs> is simply embarrassing, right? Draymond leaves arenas and flips off crowds. And Klay Thompson has a famous quote where he said, oh, I thought, I guess LeBron got his feelings hurt because Klay Thompson is an absolute clown. And everybody's infatuation with him is honestly a little bit nauseating at this point. I bring it up. Not really to say, Donnie, do you have any problem with how the Boston crowd is acting? Though you can add that. But I got to tell you, the Golden State Warriors are basically prodding the Celtics fans to not only repeat that performance, but up the ante in game number four. And if those Warriors are as gotten to as they seemed in that post-game press conference, that is really bad news for the Warriors going into game number four. Yeah, when you've won multiple championships, right, you're at that level where you zone out the crowd and, quite frankly, usually feed off of the crowd. Oh, they're going to be a hostile environment. Watch me go in there and knock down seven three points as I shush the crowd each time I jog back to half court and get back on defense. It is kind of interesting because typically you might see this, like, little gamesmanship here. But the fact that you're down now in the series and you have another game in Boston to go and you're saying to us, you know, what was the quote from Clay Thompson? Almost like, uh, you know, they're – 
they're really cursing out here, and there's kids in the stand. You've got to be. Have you, is this the first rodeo here for Clay Thompson and the Warriors in a hostile environment where some people are cursing in the stands? Quite frankly, I'm sure if you have Draymond Green mic'd up during the game, he's mm. 50 times worse than the crowd is at the TD Garden in Boston with his mouth. So I don't understand where this is coming from and why the field. Does he think the NBA stepping in said, okay, okay, second quarter, you know, uh, the commissioner is going to come out onto the court and say, hey, now quiet down here. Let's not throw anything on the court and let's, you know, let's not say anything that's going to hurt anybody. So that's not happening here. So now for game four, you're right. The level of intensity from the crowd now is going to be at a new peak on, ooh, you know what? They are listening to us on the court here, Kevin. Let's ramp this up. But also, Donnie, did did, did that chant exist to every single – you know how, like, the Yankees do the roll call and they call every single player's name out? You know what I mean? Like, before yeah. before games. Donnie, did it's they terrible. do that chant to every single Warriors player? Did they do that during the Miami series? Did they do it during the Milwaukee series? They did it during the Brooklyn series because of Kyrie Irving. We, we, we know that that happened here, Donnie. Draymond, like, I don't know, Donnie. It'd be like if this was wrestling, you, you, you turn heel, hit a guy with a low blow, and then you go, I don't understand why I'm being booed. Like, Donnie, of course Draymond's being booed. I mean, what else, what else do you expect? You play the heel. This is what you try and do. You're a baby face in Golden State. You're the biggest heel every single arena that you go. I, I don't like it's it's so bizarre. Now, the, the funny thing about that that is though, right, is I don't feel as if Draymond anywhere in his postgame presser was like, they better stop. It's this but like again, Clay's comments are just so clown-esque. Just Total hypocrisy. You know, can't see past what's in front of him with a comment like that. Family members getting on social media basically saying, when are they going to kick Celtics fans out of the arena? Which is about a 0% chance of that happening. But really, I, I, I mean this, Donnie. You, if, if this is bothering them, they, I mean, they won't win a single game in Boston during this series because all they're doing is antagonizing the Boston crowd to up the ante. That's all they're doing. No, it is all they're doing. And usually, as I said, championship teams rise. This is what you like. You're going in, you know, you're like a gladiator going into Rome and into the Coliseum mm -hmm. where everybody is cheering against you. And it's your job to quiet the crowd. And a lot of these guys, how many times do you see those, you know, breakaways before the commercial where Steph Curry's in slow motion, pointing to the sky, you know, doing a little dap up, pointing up, you know, uh, mouthpiece hanging out of his mouth here and shushing the crowd at the same time. This is what they love and live for. So I do find it yeah. interesting where Clay Thompson, you know, finally has a decent game at 25 points, but instead of saying, okay, let's get better. It's like, man, that crowd's ridiculous, man. The NBA has to do something about it. You've got to be, I love it. I love this because it adds the extra layer in game four, where is if you're in the building, your single goal is to say, you know what? They're hearing us out here. We're affecting them. Let's turn it up another notch and see what the outcome's going to be. Sometimes I, I think almost what, the reason people like the Warriors is because they were going up against LeBron and people don't like LeBron. Because now that you've removed LeBron from the equation, the Warriors are not a likable group if you're not a Warriors fan. They are, they are, and again, by the way, I like, I, I prefer a, a cocky, trash-talking athlete. I think that's fun. I think that's what it's about. But it, to then turn about, what, what is this reaction that we're getting? It is, again, just totally, totally beyond me. I'll sneak this in before we move to the NFL. And no, it's not the fact that Jordan Poole's wildly overrated, or you can almost uh, guarantee that Klay Thompson will not show up in, in this same faction in game number four. Warriors fans, players, organizations should send Kevin Durant a nice bottle of wine and a thank you note. 
Because you can go through the history of this. You know, Don, there's a lot of people that act like the Golden State Warriors dynasty never had down years nor needed Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant left and they missed the playoffs two straight years. They lost the finals that Kevin Durant basically didn't get to play in against the Toronto Raptors. Although they look like they could have won the series when KD was actually out there before, again, that unfortunate injury. They blew a 3-1 lead before Kevin Durant showed up. They were down 2-1 in a series to a Cavs team. Literally, their second-best player was Matthew Della Vadova because both Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured. Like, I just can't believe how much trash the Warriors talk on Kevin Durant, who rightfully took two finals MVP trophies out there, and I can't believe how much people let them get away with it. Kevin Durant was the best player on the Warriors both years they won the title. I tweeted, Draymond better call KD up and see if he can find a way to enter this series before it's too little, too late. I just can't believe how much slander they get away with Kevin Durant as he, as if he didn't rightfully earn consecutive finals MVPs while he was in Golden State. Yeah, it feels like legacies are on the line. Like, yeah, we won some before he got here, but we won again, and since he's left... What have they actually won? So this feels like one of those, you know, marches where we're going to bring back like, yeah, we brought Kevin Durant in, but he wasn't the show here. As we've just said, we've won before Kevin Durant and we've won after Kevin Durant. Maybe a referendum on this whole dynasty if they don't get a win post Kevin Durant here. It, well, that's the other thing. You know what? We'll get to the NFL in hour two. I'll figure it out. That, that's the that's the other thing here, okay? There's a lot of people, oh, what's you know, I mean, the Warriors, they're established, right? Their legacies are secure. In terms of making the Hall of Fame, sure. Beyond that, no, they're not. There's people who have Steph Curry as a top 10 player in the NBA. Going to need you to put a finals MVP on the mantle. There's people who think he's the best point guard of all time. Yeah, you better put a finals MVP on the mantle. Draymond wants to be considered Draymond tries to enter conversations and debates with Charles Barkley, who has MVPs on his mantle. And Draymond's out there giving you two points, four rebounds, and three assists. Draymond Green, who wants to be considered one of the very best defensive players and most impactful players in this sport's history. I'm going to need you to step up here. Klay Thompson wants to be a lock Hall of Famer. I'm going to need you to step up here. As you said, the, the, dyn- the dynasty run, They go in 2015 and beat LeBron to seven years later win another title, both without Kevin Durant, is massive for who this group is. And to paint it as anything else is completely missing the mark. No, I'm not going to tell you that Steph Curry is outside of a top 25 all time if they lose. No, that, that wouldn't all of a sudden be the case. No, Draymond's still going to make the Hall of Fame if they lose this series. But this is what I've been trying to tell people ever since Kevin Durant wasted two years of our lives by going there. Durant and Steph are two guys who have unbelievable ceilings, who cut both of those ceilings off at the knees by spending those two years together. But Steph, Donnie, unlike KD because of how bad things have gone in Brooklyn, has a real opportunity to say, yeah, fine, he got those finals MVPs, but that's because I've sacrificed. What has he done without me? Look what I've done without him. Steph has more MVPs than Kevin Durant regular season, more titles. If he goes out there, Donnie, and matches here a finals MVP, then the Steph-Durant debates will never exist. Steph will be in the top 10 for a lot of people here. 
There is so much on the line for this dynasty, and I can't believe that people try and act like they're playing with house money. They're not. And also, when you took a look at playing at house money, if that even is the case, let's just say they go seven games, and it's an epic tilt in game seven. Tatum goes for 48. Steph goes for 47. Just wasn't enough here. But my goodness, he had an unbelievable series. Talking about Steph Curry. What happens if this mm-hmm. goes a gentleman's sweep where the Boston Celtics win in five in, in mm-hmm. Golden State and mm-hmm. clinch it and close out here? Now you're saying, oh, look at this. This was this. You can have a lot of memories from the series. Go, hey, man, remember that great series between the Celtics and the Warriors? Steph was amazing, but the Boston Celtics ended up winning. Or you can say, man, maybe they do need to go out and get another high-priced free agent to come in and rescue this team because it's apparent once you reach the best level of basketball, which would be the NBA Finals, they can't compete without another Kevin Durant. So there's a lot of ways this can go. Ends in five, terrible look for Golden State. But even if they don't win it and it goes seven in a close tilt, then you can sort of give them a little bit of leeway. Okay, let's regroup. Let's get back at it next year. But there's a lot on the line over the next two games here for the Golden State Warriors and how we're going to remember this legacy. 100%. And I'll tell you this right now. Oh, man, you're, you're being hard on Steph. Folks, folks, for years, we'll remove you, know, even though you know who I'm talking about, okay? When, when, when like, people have not been, accept, you know, accepting the excuses of, well, what do you want them to do? Right? Because Steph was the benefactor of that for years. Steph was the, right? So I'm not going to, yes, Steph's out there playing great basketball. 32 a night. He's making six threes a game. But the notion of what do you want him to do? I want him to win the series. Donnie, are we looking at some massive mismatch in terms of rosters here? Like, I think Boston is better. I've picked Boston to win this series. The Warriors were favored to win this series. The Warriors were heavily favored to win that series against the Toronto Raptors, and nobody thought Durant was coming back when that was the case, mind you. Okay? And they were losing that series before Clay was injured as well. So keep that in the back of your mind. This is what I'm talking about here. There are legacies on the line. There are questions that need to be answered here from this team. And I'll tell you, and I'll do you one better, because you mentioned if they go to, ah, they'll regroup next year. I don't know what next year has to hold. Steph holding up for a season's far from a guarantee. Andrew Wiggins isn't going to be on this roster. Are they going to pay Jordan Poole? They got James Wiseman. I guess. Oh, they got James right. Wiseman, Kev. Remember that. I mean, yep. honestly, Donnie. You, I mean, you want to talk. Now, listen. Now, Draymond Green, okay? I mean, you got a lot of phone <laughs> phone numbers in that book. Now, you want the, the perfect podcast. I Listen, you just sit down, James Wiseman and Darko Milicic, and you will be good to go. I mean, are those not two peas in a pod here? I mean, uh, is James Wiseman even, like, allowed to play? And, like, we don't even Does he get any camera time? Is he on the bench? Where is this guy? What what is the deal? This guy gets shown on the bench as much as Chris Chioza. I mean, they don't even talk (laughs) about Buddy as you talk about a missing link for this basketball. Like, James Wiseman be fully healthy, and Steve Kirby like, hey, listen, man, that's great. Anyway, come on, Kavon Looney. We got a basketball game to go win. We'll pause the NBA. Want to set up some Stanley Cup playoffs next right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back with you right here on Sports Grid. Uh, let's talk a little game number five between the Rangers and the Lightning. The Rangers back home here, a plus 108 money line dog as this series is evened up at two apiece. Five and a half total, big time juice under, minus 142. DRS, I'll throw it your way first. What do you think here as the Rangers are hosting game five as a home dog? Yeah, it looks like the blueprint is the same here, Kevin, between game one and two that was in the garden. You saw the Rangers at that plus 108 price point, and you're getting that again. This is one of these series that you take a look at and say, boy, did the Rangers really miss a great opportunity taking the first two games? Should have won game three. So you're heading back to the garden in game five with a chance to close it out. Not the case here. It's 2-2 now. So I figure the pressure now is back on the New York Rangers where you're saying to yourself, okay, let's reset the series here. Tampa Bay at that minus 130 price to win game five. Do I want to just throw out games one and two, which the Rangers absolutely dominated the Lightning? I don't want to, but is it a cause and effect where you're saying, okay, the better team now has its legs under them. They even the series will take control. I look at that five and a half, and quite frankly, I'm going to say go over the five and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 116 price. I'm more confident that I'm going to get offense than either side winning here. It's hard because I don't know if the Rangers will get back to games one and two or the Lightning say, okay, we found what we need to do in the series. Let's take control of it now. Here's the thing. I, I understand that, you know, that Lightning team looked dominant in game four. They were going to look dominant in one of the games. But I still think overall, if you, the totality, even though we're evened up here, I think the Rangers yeah. have looked the better team. I think it's a yes. little bit disrespectful that they're home underdogs. I would take those, that plus money number there with the Rangers. The Rangers uh, team total is two and a half at plus 104 inside 60 minutes. If I think they're going to win, they're probably going to need three goals to do it at a plus price. That's not bad. And then if you get to that player prop market, Listen, Chris Kreider, Kreider has a point every game so far this series. Minus 130 for Kreider to have a point is not bad. And if you want to climb that ladder, how about this, Donnie? Two points for mm-hmm. Chris Kreider plus 410, which he has wow. had it once in this series. That is a big-time number. A goal and an assist for Kreider would not surprise me at all. Fun game number five between the Rangers and the Lightning. We'll, of course, be following that one. Once again, we reset those NBA title odds next year on Sports. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.